No fish have been harmed in the making of this podcast. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you for joining me on Talking Bass in PDX, the Bass and Warm Water Forum as we talk fishing in the Northwest. Hi, I'm Don Clark, and I'll be your host. I'd like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to the podcast. This is your forum for bass and warm water fishing here in the Northwest. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends about the podcast and how you were able to get to it. On the podcast today, I would like to give a tip of the cap to our new sponsor, Peeler Custom Fishing Rods. I'll give you more information on Peeler Custom Rods later on in the show. Well, we start things off on this show with Greg Marshall of Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing with the results from their April events. Hey, Greg, welcome to the Kayak Update for April. Don, thanks for having me back, and thanks for allowing me to kind of give you the update about uh, what we're doing in the kayak world here in Oregon. So this past weekend, that would have been the uh, 16th of April here in 2022, we had the OKBF, the Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing Season Kickoff Open. So that is a two-person team event. It pairs a veteran kayak angler with a rookie, and then the uh, winners split the prize 50-50. So before I get into the winners and money and all that good stuff, let me rule briefly. So this was at Jarena Lake down in the Cottage Grove area. Uh, as probably most people listen to this podcast or in the Oregon uh, market, they understand that this April has had some really tremendously bad weather uh, with snow, you know, five inches of snow in Portland previously uh, earlier that week. Um, you know, that was just, just been terrible. And so the weather did not cooperate down there uh, with the anglers at all either. Uh, it was chilly, mild at launch. Uh, but that changed really quick, the drizzle and a light breeze. Then we had full-on rain and wind. And before the tournament was over, we'd contend with snow and rain and sleet and hail. And in between, the sun would come out. So we'd be hot, we'd be cold, we'd be shivering, uh, we were wet. And it was just crazy weather for this time of April. Uh, and frankly, the fish didn't care for it either. Uh, the bite was tough for most, uh, as uh, I think it was about half of the anglers, including myself, uh, were completely skunked. Um, so it was a grind to get to for, the, for these people that won. The, 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 yeah, the teams that won, they they put the, in the time and the effort. So let me talk to you real quick about the winners. Um, so the uh, first, oh, let's start with the third place. So the third place we had Matt Walker and Brandon Hua. Uh, they came in with a combined total of fifty-two and a half inches, and they split fifty-five, uh, fifty-four dollars and eighty-four cents. Uh, second place, we had Jay Cudgens and Christian Cashin. Uh, they came in at 64.75 inches. They won $91.40 each. Uh, Jake is a perennial winner in our tournament, as is Matt, for that matter. And then we had uh, Josh Grimes and Brody Engel. They came in top one as the top team. Uh, they came in at a, to- uh, at a total of 69.25 inches, and they split $219.37 inches. Uh, then we had Big Bass. Now, uh, Matt Walker and Brandon were uh, number three, but Brandon carried the team as the rookie. Uh, he came in with Big Bass at 19.75 inches, and that was a, a $294.50 fish. So that's 
So, uh, you know, he, there, were, there were some good uh, fish to catch, uh, but like I said, they were all pretty hard to, 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 to get out. So that's kind of the, the overview of what happened with the, um, uh, the season open kickoff. Our next event is going to be a huge event. It's going to combine for the very first time all three clubs, the Oregon uh, Kayak Bass Fishing, Washington Kayak Bass Fishing, and Idaho Kayak Bass Fishing all in one location. And we're going to be up in the Kennewick area fishing Lake Wallula. And that comes uh, the weekend of, uh, I think it's the 14th of May. Yeah, I'll double-check that date. But uh, that's going to be huge. It's going to be all three clubs for the first time in one location. And we're expecting over 100 anglers and some pretty good prize money coming out of that. So that's kind of the, the quick overview of, of what's happening in the kayak world, Don. Are there any questions I can answer for you? I did confirm your date. It is going to be May 14th. will be your next event. Can you also tell us next month's event that uh, happens uh, when you're all not together? Yeah, there is the uh, the River Rat. So Oregon has, has having the month-long online challenge. It's called the River Rat. Uh, I know I'm signed up for that already. Uh, so we could sh- uh, fish any river, uh, public water in the state of Oregon, and, and that's all throughout the entire state, So. John Day, Umpqua, Columbia, Willamette, Yamhill, you know, whatever river you want to fish for large, small, uh, it's, it's the, the top five fish uh, in your um, uh, basket for the month, and then that's how that gets, that's how that gets scored out. Again, we use the uh, CPR method or uh, uh, catch, photograph, and release, and that goes in. We use Tourney X as uh, the, the uh, place where everything gets compiled, and then, so that's the May event. The online challenge for, our, for Oregon is the River Rat Challenge uh, starting May 1st through the 31st. Well, Greg, I am looking forward to talking to you next month after you guys are up in Washington. And your next event, that's going to be a must-talk-about event, so I can't wait to hear from you. Well, I'm certainly hoping we're going to have much better weather. I'm not going to jinx it by saying it's going to be, you know, have certain conditions, but it's got to be better than we had this last time. And uh, you know, up in that area, the fish can be really big, and, and I'm looking for some really big uh, payouts for that for that event. I appreciate you allowing us to highlight uh, what's going on here at Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing, and we look forward to talking next month. I'd like to thank Greg, and we'll be hearing from Greg each month on Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing. As many of you know, I like to fish for bass and other warm water fish. As I was looking through, you know, one of our favorite media spots, Facebook, I saw some hand-tied crappie jigs. Now, I really like jigs with feathers when we are fishing for crappie. And as I looked at the pictures and looked at the quality, they were some of the best colors I had seen. Well, I ordered a package to see what they were. And when they were arrived, I was so surprised. They are much better than even the picture. Very, very high-quality jigs. I then contacted Michael Sabellis, the owner of Greenfin Fly Company. Well, after talking for a bit, he agreed to come on to the show and talk a little fishing with me and talk jigs. Well, let's just take a moment, turn the page, and hear about custom fishing rods from Peeler Custom Rods. And then we'll talk to Michael from Greenfin Fly Company about fishing and crappie jigs. The most important equipment you have when you are fishing is your rod and reel. If it's time to replace that old rod, 
or upgrade it, let Peeler Fishing Rods build you the best so that you can catch your personal best. Brandon and his team make the process very easy. Start by visiting their website at peelerfishing.com. Check out the custom bass rods, freshwater rods. PFR can even make that custom salmon and steelhead rod that you're looking for. Next, click on the build form so that you can start building that custom rod. From custom grips, custom guides, and even custom thread wrap colors, don't forget PFR can personalize your new rod with custom decals. As you're looking through the rod collection, don't forget to click on Fish Bum Apparel. They have long sleeve and short sleeve tees along with great looking hoodies. As you're looking through their collection, don't forget the artwork is great. Don't wait to start building your custom rod today at peelerfishing.com. Do you have an older rod that needs updating? Email Brandon and his team and they'll put new life into that old rod with new custom guides and new decals. And of course, all PFR custom rods come with a lifetime warranty. Best of all, you're buying local right here in Oregon. For all the talking bass in PDX listeners, use code FISH to catch at checkout for a 25% discount on your new custom rod. Please visit peelerfishing.com and tell them that you heard about Peeler Fishing Rods on Talking Bass in PDX. I know Brandon and his team are looking forward to building you that one-of-a-kind custom fishing rod. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, Mike, welcome to the podcast today. How are you? I'm good, Don. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you on. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about your product here in just a bit, but I found uh, Mike out on the Internet on Facebook, and he has some hand-tied crappie jigs. But as he was telling me just before we started the uh, the recording, don't let the crappie jigs fool you. So, Mike, tell me a little bit about your fishing background. Well, I've been fishing since I was a little boy. Uh, my grandfather used to take me out. Um, do a lot of saltwater fishing uh, from, you know, piers and bridges and little holes in the walls uh, down in um, the Keys. And, um, you know, that's where I fell, with, uh, I fell in love with the, uh, the sport of fishing. Um, fast forward many years, um, I, I continued, you know, saltwater fishing um, until I met my wife. And, you know, she introduced me to uh, freshwater, the bass, the trout, um, the crappie. And I've just been hooked, and I've, I, I completely, I wouldn't say stopped my saltwater fishing, but I've just concentrated a lot more on the, uh, the freshwater species, and my favorite, my favorite is, is bass, for sure. Well, that's great to hear, because out here in the Northwest, I think we have one of the best-kept secrets in the world, that we have a great bass fishery, but... I know that you're down in Florida. Tell us a little bit about the bass that you have down there. Tell me about your personal best, too. Um, well, the type of bass we have down here uh, is particularly the largemouth. Um, and my personal best is so far eight pounds. The state record is eight and a half. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm close by uh, half a pound to get the state record. So basically, you know, the, the large mouth, we don't obviously don't have any small mouth. Um, we don't have the striped bass here, but, you know, like I said, the, the large mouth is the most popular 
And about how often do you get to go out and go fishing? Oh, that's the age-old question. Um, you know, I, with the business and, um, you know, personal life, I try to get out at least at least once a week if I'm lucky. Um, but I would say I'm probably about four times in a month, um, I would say. Yeah, and I would imagine that you have uh, a lot nicer weather than we do out here in the Northwest, too. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, except when, when we come up into the summer months, I mean, it gets it gets very hot. And um, the fishing, I wouldn't say it slows down, but a lot of the guys, like including myself, uh, we wait and we go out either very early in the morning to about 11 o'clock in the, in the, uh, right before it hits noon, and then we stop. Um, and then others go out in the late evenings because the, the sun is out longer during the summer months um, over here in Florida. Um, the best time, the best time is springtime because the, the weather is a little, is a little cooler. Um, the bass are hitting on the top water. Um, the water is not so hot. So, but definitely, yes, very nice weather out here. Um, you got your rainy days now coming up in the summer. You know, it raises the water level, which is great for, for the top water, but when you're when you're fishing between the hours of twelve and four o'clock in the afternoon, it's it's very tough. It's, it gets very very hot. Um, just like the guys are out in Texas, you know, sometimes they can't even fish um, during the summer months because it's so hot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it uh, you know after it hits over a hundred degrees and you've got water temperatures that are you know getting up there pretty high, I would imagine that the fish just go down deep and don't bother to to uh, to be very active. Yes, exactly. They're very sluggish. Very sluggish when it's really hot. Now, do you consider yourself more of a finesse fisherman or um, or, or more of a power-type power, power type fisherman? I would consider myself more of a power-type. Definitely power-type. Um, so I do like more... Um, I, do, I do like the, you know... And, you know, that's, I, I, yes, I would consider myself a, a more of a power fisherman, yes. I, I was going to say finesse, but no, I, I would say more of a power, power fishing. So more crankbaits and, so. and topwater baits, that type of thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the crankbaits, I, uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a shallow water guy, Don. <laughs> There's no hands down. I, I chase the shallows. I mean... It, when I have to go deep, I honestly, it, 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 I'm not going to say it bores me out, but I don't find the action there. <laughs> it, no, that, that's the interesting thing is uh, when I'm talking with folks that, you know, they tend to go where they, where they have confidence, you know, on their, on their baits. And, um, you know, out here, because of the slow water temperature changes in Oregon, um, I think that we tend to fish a little deeper than, say, you would have to because your water temperatures are higher than out here on, uh, in the northwest. So you probably have a big advantage uh, as far as the type of baits that you can throw. Now, do you throw any artificial baits like plastic? Um, I do. I use soft plastics. Um, I use a lot of the stick baits. Um, 
uh, brands like Gary Yamamoto and um, you know, I use um, Zoom Bates, um, but that's very rare. Um, I keep them. They, they are in my arsenal, um, but they rarely come out. And I always have, you know, four or five questions that I always like to ask, but this is my, this is one of my favorites. Tell me your favorite fishing story of all time. Your fishing story of all time would be uh, me and my wife, we took out, <clears throat> we took a trip to uh, Brevard, North Carolina. Um, it was a fly fishing trip. Actually, it was, for, it was just for my wife's birthday. Um, I, I made it a fly fishing trip <laughs> uh, because, you know, both me and my wife are, are, are big, you know, big on um, fishing. So, you know, it really wasn't a problem for her. But we actually discovered a, uh, a nice stream out there called the Davidson River, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people who are in the East Coast uh, who fly fish know about the Davidson River. And first time being out there and actually not the first time fly fishing for trout, but actually the first time being out there, um, you know, we found that there was a flood um, all, close to the river where they had the hatchery, and it blew out all the fish onto the, onto the stream. And I tell you, Don, there was fish. You look to your left, you look to your right. I mean, there was fish. You were just surrounded by trout. And you would just toss out your fly out there, and immediately you would just get uh, you'll get you'll get hooked up on on a trout, and we caught so many fish on that trip that we lost count. And this was back in December of 2021, and that has to be my most favorite fishing uh, story. I mean, I, I think that the biggest fish we caught was my wife actually caught it was a it was an 18 inch brown trout, and I mean just to look at her face when we caught it when she caught it. At first, I had to help her with the netting and stuff, and I mean, her the, the face her face is just priceless. That and that would be forever embedded in my mind. Favorite fishing story of all time, right there. Well, that is great. I always love to hear the passion in people's voices when I ask that question because if they've got one, they they've got a good one. And uh, so, a little bit back on to uh, bass fishing. If you could only choose one bait, what would it be? Um, I call this bait, and I, I, I it's a, it's a top water popper. Um, it just it just goes by the name of top of top water popper. There's really no set name on it. It has a feather in the back, some maritime some maritime feathers on the back. Um, it has treble hooks. I call it the flapping butt monkey. And that has to be my favorite all-time lure. That, when, when all in doubt, I always bring that one out. And for sure, if I'm having like a very, very tough day out on the water, for sure that one's going to land me up. At least one or two before I close out the day. You know, I always, I always love to hear everybody has their go-to bait. And, you know, when you're having a tough day out there, things aren't going quite the way you want them to. They always got to bring that one out. But now you called that one the... I call it the slapping, slapping, slapping butt monkey because when it hits, when, it hits the, when, when you pop it, I mean, it just, it, the noise on it, it's just, it sounds like someone's just like being slapped. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it drives the fish crazy. It drives the fish crazy. 
That is the greatest. Now, what uh, what's your favorite body of water down down in Florida? So, uh, of course, one my favorite one is Lake Okeechobee, which is the most iconic lake here in Florida. Um, and then the second one will have to be a lake down by it's close by where I live. Uh, it's here, it's actually here in Lake Worth, Florida, um, and it's it's called John Prince Park. Uh, it's a lake that is connected by um, other chains of lakes. So there's one particular area where um, there is no boating allowed, only kayaks. And it's it's kind of, it's very, I wouldn't say very untouched and not a lot of people fish it. And they stock that lake um, at least once a year with bass. That has to be my favorite right there. Um, when I don't feel like making the trip all the way to a beach early, I take my kayak and I go out there. And I can spend the whole day out there. It's not too hot, and I can cast left and right. Wow, that sounds like great fun. I have gotten involved with a group out here in Oregon, uh, Kayaks Northwest. And, in fact, they invited me to a kayak tournament. Unfortunately, folks that are listening to the podcast uh, hurt my, my ankle and uh, was unable to attend that, that event. But... Um, it is kayak fishing is becoming so popular, and I I know that it's popular out here in the Northwest, and I've seen pictures in the Midwest, and and I'm assuming down in Florida it is just as popular as it is here. Oh yes, definitely. Um, I had I've had several kayaks throughout my lifetime, um, but I decided to build my last one, which I just finished the build. And I, I call it a kayak, but it's more of a stand-up paddleboard slash kayak. Um, and it's 30 inches wide. I build it that way. And um, it's super stable, and I love it. You know, I can turn around. I, I don't have any uh, issues when it, you know, if I have to turn around or cast one way or turn around and cast the other way. Like, most kayaks are not, you know, really that stable. And um, this, this kayak build for me was, was so much fun, so much fun. And I actually took it out last weekend. Um, <clears throat> for the first time, and I just had a blast on it. Well, that's neat. So you've actually built and finished your own uh, kind of a specialty fishing platform, a kayak that uh, that you can take out and then just stand on it, right? Yeah, basically, I can stand up. I can sit down and fish for them if I want. Um, I added modifications to it. Um not entirely sure if you know what a mini power pole is. Uh, I added a mini power pole from my um, from my Venu that I had. I added it to the kayak that I built. And then I put a remote control um, <clears throat> trolling motor on it as well. So it's a very it's 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 a very, very good fishing platform where you can feel comfortable. Um you don't have to worry about paddling a whole lot. Um, I can stay in the, in the center, in the middle of the lake by putting down that power pole and I can fish there for hours. You know, I can, I don't have to worry about moving my hand with the trolling motor. I can just remote control with my, uh, trolling motor. So it's a very comfortable, very comfortable, um, stand up paddleboard slash kayak. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a boat engineer and, <laughs> To be honest, I, I was kind of uh, hesitant to put it out on the water because I didn't know if it was one going to float, two of them going to be stable, and, you know, I really surprised myself. So it might be, there might be another kayak in store to build, so, especially since this one looks a uh, success. So. 
Well, tip of the cap to you for for building uh, your kayak and then adding those amenities to it. Now, I have seen a few of the of the kayaks, uh, you know, where guys have added trolling motors or even some of the newer ones, you know, where you can pull the pull the pedal unit out and put a trolling motor in. But I have not seen one with a power pole. That that sounds pretty trick because you can get there, put that power pole yeah. down, and you're there. So you you've got the prime spot because I know that when I went fishing a few weeks ago in a kayak, I, I borrowed one from a friend. The one thing is holding it still. You know, we the wind was blowing a little bit, not not enough to really bother a regular boat, but in the kayak it was moving me all over the place. So that power pole's got to be a great add to the back of that. Oh yes, and, definitely. It, it does. It, it changes. It changes things a lot. <laughs> yeah, it changes that, things a lot, especially when the wind is really heavy. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now what I want to get to is uh, I was I was actually perusing Facebook one day. I clicked over onto the marketplace, and up pop your crappie jigs. And um, now here on the West Coast, we we do not have a good selection of crappie jigs of of uh, the types with like feathers and t- things that like things like that. You can get you can get the ones with plastic and and that type of thing, but there's uh this type is not available. And uh, I do buy some out of uh out of the Midwest, it's a regular store that uh you know, online store that sells them, but not the bright colors that you have. Um can you tell me a little bit about these crappie jigs that you're tying, how you came up with them, and, and that type of thing? Well, um, so this type of crappie jig is a, it has a style of a minnow, and the way that I came up with this idea was there are, you know, tons, it, it's, it's, they were really more designed for fly rods. Um, but one day there was a gentleman who, who who actually messaged me on Facebook and he said, Hey, do you think that you can make a crappie jig for me like this type of fly? And the fly had the bead on it. Of course, it doesn't look like what I sell today. Um, so I put on the bead, the two beads that uh, go in the front, and then I did some um, a body and then I put the marabou on the back. And, you know, the guy fell in love with it. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I said, you know, let me let me go ahead and post this, see how it goes. Um, and ever since I've been posting it, they've it, it, it just been funny like crazy. Um, I started the business, Reef and Fly Company, just as a, a online fly shop, and it has just evolved into the copy jig section as being our best seller. Um, we sell a ton of these week per week, month per month, and you know we have about 27 stores that we sell only in the East Coast. Um, these are mom and pop places. We're not, no, we're not in any of the Bass Pro or Cabela's, not yet, anyway. Um, and so, yeah, I mean these 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 things they they just been very popular for us for the last two years. Yeah. So now. For the folks that listen to my podcast out here, now, of course, we're listening to all over, but primarily out here in the Northwest, um, the colors on these 
jigs are unbelievably bright. I just got my package in yesterday, and as I was looking through them, the green or chartreuse and the reds are just unbelievable. Um, now, the way that I fish them, and, I, and I'm sure most, most folks out here know that, uh, that I like to go after crappie, is um, I use a bobber, a weighted bobber, and no weight on the jig. And we'll throw it out there, and we'll let it slowly uh, drop down. And generally, fit, generally the crappie out here will take it on the on the float down. Occasionally, they'll wait till it gets cleared down to them, but uh, generally, they're they're going to take it on the way. So, Michael, if you'll tell us how do folks get a hold of you? Now, I found you on Facebook. Is there? Do you have a website also, or is it only on Facebook that you're selling these? So right now we are selling them only on Facebook. Um, you can find us uh, under Greenfin Fly Company. Again, that's Greenfin, F-I-N, Fly Company. And right there you'll just see all of our postings for the um, for the crappie jigs. Okay. So, folks, if you don't have access to Facebook or you can't find Greenfin Flies, then send me an email at gonefishingpdx at gmail.com, and I will and I'll get the message over to Michael for you. Now, do you sell other jigs uh, for bass fishing and that type of thing too? So what we do sell for bass, um, and these also work for bass as well. I have a lot of, we have a lot of customers who um, use these for bass, uh, but we also sell flies for bass too. Um, and those can be found on our website, which is www.greenfinflyshop.com. Um, we also sell heavier jigs as well. They're on, on our website. We sell one sixteenth uh, and one eighth. Um, those are not as popular as the ones that you bought, Don, but they also work for bass. Okay, so you do have a website then. So again, that website is Greenfin. Flycompany.com? Sorry, that's greenfinflyshop.com. All right, so greenfinflyshop.com. So I'll have that down in my show notes for folks. So if they, if they want to look at some bass flies, now we have a few people that I know that like to go bass fishing out here in the northwest, and there's a couple of lakes, uh, Davis Lake, which is in central Oregon, which is a fly fishing lake only. They would be great for uh, for that type of uh, fishing. So that would be a great order for them. And on your... Now, we also sell, we also sell trout flies. We also okay. sell the... Sorry to interrupt you, Don. We also sell the trout flies. Um, I know in Oregon big on trout as well, so you can find the trout flies on our website as well. Oh, absolutely, sure. If you're looking for for uh, trout flies, look these folks up, and they will uh, they will get you some some stuff that will uh, will help you catch some fish. Okay, and so how long? By the way, how long have you been making the uh, the crappie flies or crappie jigs? So. We've been making the crappie jigs now for over three years. It's coming up on three years now. Uh, we've been in business for the last five years. Um, and, again, the crappie jigs 
uh, our number one seller for the past three years. Yeah, isn't that amazing that a crappie jig would be the uh, would be the hot seller? Yes, you, and um, the funny part is that we never set out to uh, we never set out to, to actually make crappie jigs. We actually set out to sell you know flies for bass trout, and you know it's been it's been an amazing ride with these crappie jigs to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a it's a strange little fishery when it comes to crappie, but uh, folks love to do it. Well, Michael, it's been it's been great chatting with you. Um, one more time, tell folks how they can get a hold of you and uh, a little bit about shipping and how long it takes that kind of thing. So uh, we have a website where you can purchase the bass flies, you can purchase trout flies. It's www.greenfinflyshop.com. And if you want to get a hold of the crappie jigs we sell on Facebook, um, just look us up under Green Fin Fly Company in the search bar at the top, and our page will come up, and you can either purchase through there, or you can purchase through the marketplace if you have uh, a main thing you can purchase through the marketplace. Um, if you can't find our website or you can't find um, the uh, crappie jigs, please give me a call. My number is 561-900-4239, or you can email us, greenfinflyshop at gmail.com. Well, Michael, that's great. I hope that some folks will also buy some of these jigs. I plan on showing them to some of my crappie friends so that they, too, can get in on the fun because uh, – these I just can't get. I can't wait to get these to the water. I think they are going to be just dynamite uh, for fishing. So I appreciate your uh, your time. I know I took away from your busy business, so I, I appreciate that. And thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Don. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, you can have me back on your show in a later time. Well, again, thank you. Michael, for coming on the podcast, and those are some great jigs. So, folks, if you want to pick up your very own crappie jigs that are hand-tied out of South Florida, look up Greenfin Fly Company on Facebook or look or look greenfinflyshop.com, and you can contact Michael and come up with some great-looking jigs or flies as you would like. I'd also like to thank Peeler Custom Rods for being our sponsor. Oh, this is a wrap for this episode of Talking Bass and PDX. For show ideas or feedback, email me at gonefishingpdx.com. I'd like to thank everybody. Until next time, this has been Don Clark, Talking Bass in PDX, and I'll see you on the backcast. <laughs>